Welcome back to the Relate Podcast. We have been talking about big feelings because on the Relate Podcast, we talk about how we relate to ourselves, God, and others. And for me right now, big feelings Mm -hmm. is how I'm relating to myself, honestly, how I'm relating to God, Mm -hmm. and how I'm relating with others. So we've been talking about big feelings. And last week, we talked about the window of tolerance and how that can help us understand our big feelings and others' big feelings. It's been helping me a ton. And so this week, we want to bring another tool that will be helpful as we're talking big feelings. And I want to welcome our friends back. We've got Margaret and we've got Joe. Hello. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) Big feelings, Joe. That's what's going on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Every which way. For sure. Right? (laughs) Absolutely. So I was talking to a friend this week about her daughter. And her daughter was having some big feelings. We both have 12-year-old daughters. And this story resonated with me so much. Her daughter experienced an interaction with a friend that made her upset. And her mom could see very clearly what was happening and just wanted to explain it to the daughter. Mm -hmm. And as the mom was relaying this story to me, she said, it was like she literally couldn't hear the words that I was saying. Ugh. It was like the daughter just like went somewhere else. And literally like the, the sound the mom was making wasn't going into the daughter's ears. <laughs> so the daughter was like so upset. The daughter was so kind of lost in her own feelings. It, it was a, definitely a big feeling situation. Okay. And also like body language and everything, daughter saying, I am not ready for what you are giving me. I'm yeah. still with these big feelings. Have you guys ever experienced that with someone you're sitting with or with yourself? Oh, definitely. With both. Yeah. With, with people <laughs> in my life and with myself. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure that my husband even would say <laughs> in these last couple of months, as we've had lots of big feelings about lots of things, that um, he will try to come at me with, he's trying to solve the problem of my big feelings. And he's trying to, um, I won't say make them go away, but he's trying to like, well, here, let me give you the data so you can stop having those big feelings. So you don't have to be stuck. He's right? trying to like help me out. Thank you so much right. for your data. Yeah, I love that data. <laughs> That's why I married you for all that data. So I, and of course in that moment, it's like, it only just makes me more upset. I just lose it even more. And I'm like, I feel so unseen. I feel so unheard. I feel like you're just trying to, you know, get quickly through this and you don't want to deal with me. And so it only escalates it. So I for sure see that in myself in friendships and with my kids and yeah. So yeah. I, I relate to that 12-year-old girl sometimes. <laughs> I am that 12-year-old girl, right? She is me. I am her. Yeah. So good. So true. Do you see that with, the, with your students? Um, yeah. I think one of the, the challenges is, is that sometimes we probably all think that logic is the answer in situations. And there's just, there's just times where, where you can't even move to get there. And I think what we're talking about today is so important because a lot of people don't actually understand um, that there's a lot more things at work than just how you're feeling and your words in that moment. Like there's actually things that are working inside of you that you may be aware of, but and a lot of times you're not aware of, which is why when <laughs> you throw logic at, at someone, they're like, but no, that is actually not where I want to go like in, the, in that moment. Somehow it makes it worse sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And when I'm picturing this age of this story that we're telling, this 12-year-old girl, right? When you said throw logic at her, I literally (laughs) pictured her at the 
plate at home plate with a bat in her hands, like literally batting it away. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a home run with that logic. <laughs> totally. And her mom is like on the pitcher's mound trying. She's lobbing yeah. every logic at her. Yep. Totally. Fastballs, uh, but, all that. But then you can see how that like becomes a breakdown for both people. Like there, it's like an impasse, which mm-hmm. is an interesting. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating as a parent where we can see exactly what's happening and exactly what's needed and they will bat it away. Yes. Right? Like, yes. I can fix this for you. Poor Blaine wanted to <laughs> Blaine. help you, Margaret. <laughs> and you weren't there for it. And so when I was sitting with my friend who had just experienced this with her daughter, I felt like the smartest person ever because I had just read this book called The Whole Brained Child so by good. Dan Siegel. And so we'll put that in the show notes for you. But Basically, there's so much goodness in this book about um, left brain, right brain, and how brain science can help us as parents, as people who are sitting with people with big feelings. Because what my friend was experiencing with her daughter was 100% true. She was all lit up in her right brain with her big feelings. Feelings exist in that right brain part. And on the other side, the left brain is where we can receive logic, right? I just made an L. Guys, you did. when is someone <laughs> going to tell me that I'm on a podcast <laughs> and not on a TV show? I made an L, listeners, with my hand because <laughs> the left brain is where you can engage logic. Yeah. So if we're engaging with a spouse mm-hmm. or a 12-year-old girl mm-hmm. or a two-year-old. Right. That's good. And they're in their right brain and we swoop in Mm -hmm. with our superhero cape Mm -hmm. with our logic my friend was right her daughter literally could not hear it because that part of her brain was like off off yeah not lit up yes which is so frustrating (laughs) because yeah and and i i wonder too like even as you were describing it like as parents um or caregivers or you know mentors or whatever it is and you're, you're looking at a situation and you're like oh i can see like, let me explain this to you. I can actually explain this to you in a way that would, if you could hear my logic, would help you understand. And we're so set on like, no, 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 no. And I wonder, that always makes me wonder like, oh, I wonder if God feels that way sometimes towards mm. us. Like, hold on, hold on. Not that he can't be like the perfect relator, but I just, we're <laughs> so set on that um, if we if we could mm. get the, engage that other part of ourselves, the other part of our brain, the other part of our brain chemistry to go like, oh, Okay, not that this isn't important and this wouldn't make me upset, but there may be more to this. Or there might be someone who has something to say really wise about this. (laughs) No. Yeah, I think there's a reason why God is called the Father, because I have learned so much about the way God relates to us Mm -hmm. by being a parent. Totally. And so, Margaret, that's such a good point that we are the children sometimes in the scenario, Mm -hmm. and God God could fix it with all the logic, or has at least a bigger picture, right? His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And Preach, so, come on. I know. I think that's from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's such a good framework as well to think of it in um, as we're the 12-year-old child and God God sees us. Yeah. And so what do we do? Okay, so left brain, right brain. This is, again, kind of like where we were last episode saying, okay, now I understand the window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. What do I do? As I was sitting with my friend and 
how often is it that you're reading a book and it's exactly what somebody needs to hear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I felt it's like good. the smartest person ever. Let me tell you about the brain science of what's <laughs> happening. Yeah, I want to know what you told her. What did you say? There you go. And we talked to her and I said, I think you're actually right. She literally could not hear your voice. Yeah. It's like Snoopy. I mean, is that the oldest reference ever where the teacher is talking? It's like, wah, 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 wah. I don't even think that they can hear the words when we're approaching them with logic. And so they're in their their right brain. I think we need to meet them where they are in their right brain. Yeah. And so that looks like what we've been talking about all along is acknowledging their reality of their big feelings. Totally. And not trying to solve the feelings necessarily in those moments and just go like, ah, just reflect back. Yeah. Oh, you look so upset by that. Or sounds like you are really sad or really mad I'm so sorry yeah I'm so sorry that you're feeling that way sometimes I say I can imagine Mm -hmm. that that feels very whatever yeah as if I'm trying to put myself in your shoes yeah and imagine what that's like yes and so we had actually talked about your logic was really good like let's just acknowledge the fact mom (laughs) Mom friend. Good job, mom, mom friend. Yeah. You did good. That you had all the right words. Yeah. But if she didn't hear them, they fell to the ground. Right. And so we talked about like, what if we could circle back now that she's like gone to e-learning school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come down, taken like we talked about last week. Take she's taken some deep breaths. Yeah. She's slept on it even. Yeah. She's not totally only engaged in her right brain. Yeah. What if you brought the logic back to her now Yeah, and started out by saying, gosh, those big feelings last night, um, I saw you feeling this way or I imagine mm-hmm. you were feeling this way mm-hmm. and then say, can we talk about that and kind of check, check in with her yeah. and see if she's ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so good. I think, I feel like we actually need that as, as adults in a lot, in a lot of situations. And, and I think when we actually do that, it helps to be to be able to to move from the right the right to the left because another way that I that I think about it is like we can't actually coach anybody we can't actually um, engage with anyone around something really hard like big feelings unless they know that we either understand or mm-hmm. we care or we're or we're actually in it with them and not mm-hmm. necessarily just trying to. So like like Margaret said, fix it or, or try to engage with it because it's like making you feel a certain way and, and that kind of deal. So um, really empathizing and, and trying to to be like, oh, I get it. I, I understand what that must feel like. And because then that person feels seen and they feel they feel known to the point where it's like, oh, OK, maybe I can actually engage with this person sitting next to me because it's not just oh, you're feeling these really big things and I need you to stop feeling these things right now because <laughs> right? they're uncomfortable. Right. For me. Yeah. They're uncomfortable for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or like, I'm exasperated. I don't have time for this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can read that. Yeah. People can read that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, that's a great point. Joe, when you were talking, that reminds me so much of like when we do kind of try to come at a, at a especially um, I'm thinking about it as a parent and a kid in this scenario, if we come at their big feelings without helping them feel like we are okay with their feelings. Yeah. I think one of the telltale signs we're, we're missing it is when they say, mom, you don't understand. You don't know what it's like. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yep. know? And that's like, that's their big, don't come at me with the answers. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite books that 
has helped me just have some language in talking to my kids is Tell Me More by Kelly Corrigan. Oh, my goodness. That is such a good book. Isn't it so good? Yes. And literally, you don't even have to read the book. You could just remember the title. Totally. Yeah. I say Tell Me More all the time when I'm talking to my kids. And so if they come at you with a, you don't understand. Like, maybe I don't understand. Can you tell me more about it? Yes. It's good. And just let them tell their own story. I think storytelling from them helps them to connect the story, their experience to the world. Yeah. And I think it helps them um, kind of work it through their body to, like, give language to it and speak it out loud. I think it's like then they're not storing that and holding it. They're helping – you're helping give them space to give that some of that away in a way that's really helpful. Actually – they talk about this in that book that I mentioned before, The Whole Brain Child. Oh. I think as parents, we can sometimes be afraid to let the kid retell a story that was hard for them. Mm. Um, if if I have my daughter who was scared of the spider in her room retell the story of the scary spider, it's going to just work her up again. And that's the last thing we want, right? Right. But they yeah. actually sell the, say in the, the book that letting the child tell the story actually works it out of their brain Mm. and I love that because I think we are afraid as parents to like re-traumatize or re-work them up but um, I actually think as a parent or as somebody who's going to sit with someone in pain having that freedom to say tell me about what happened tell me the story and entering into it with care yes that gives me some marching orders and some to do Yes. And I feel like that made me think of two things quickly. One is that I know there's been a couple of times where I've been in my therapist's office and I'm about to tell a story and I'm like, I think I've already told you this. And she was like, yeah, sometimes you have to tell it a lot of times mm. and just like, graciously going like, tell me that story again. Um, let's see if we can find different details, not for the sake of like re-traumatizing, but right. like, yeah, there may be different parts of it that still seem stuck or let's just tell it again. Or I'd love to sit with you while you tell the story again. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, um, <laughs> Eloise and I, my middle daughter, and I had a, uh, um, what would we call it? We got mad at each other. We got really, really big <laughs> A <mad>. situation? situation. <laughs> and I completely shattered my own window of tolerance. And she was like, just, I mean, we have an ability to really escalate each other. So anyway, we had calmed down. I had apologized. We had like done a lot of breathing just to try to like get our bodies to just calm it way down. And anyway, when my husband came home, I actually asked Eloise, to tell that story, mm. I said, hey, can you tell daddy what happened today when I lost my window of tolerance wow. and I shouted? And I think for two reasons. One, I'm like wanting her to be able to like tell that to another adult and go like, you know, and also I want her to know that like in front of like she and I together with a witness basically can <laughs> tell that story so that she can know like, oh, my mom doesn't need me to hold this. My mom doesn't need me to hold the secret or that That's she like the exact yelled. what I was thinking was secret. Yeah. And Telling her like, that it wasn't a secret that I behaved yeah, badly. You don't yeah. have to keep that. Right. And, oh, my gosh. And I just been having them, you know, in those moments where it seems like something big happened, like giving them permission to, hey, do you want to tell that thing that was hard? And it's like, oh, it seems to be helpful. So I guess we'll keep trying that. But then that makes sense when you look at the actual science. You're like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. You mentioned telling the story to let it go. Yeah. And I think we're afraid that it's the opposite. Telling the story keeps it around. Mm. But I, I think to encourage our listeners, telling the story, storytelling helps us work it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I, th- I think as, as I hear you both talking, there are, I feel like there's sometimes where 
the answer is actually what what you're doing to help to engage with the the right side of the brain so it's not actually an answer it's literally just listening Mm -hmm. and engaging and empathizing and saying hey i understand what you're going through and a lot of times that's probably going to be enough for your for your child because they're going to they're going to be able to know that i'm seen and i feel feel heard and Mm -hmm. And it's fine and it's okay that I felt this way and they don't need you to solve it or or to give them three three tips that they need to follow or any, or anything mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I think that's why it's so it's so important to to go there first because you might not even have to go go to the left side because being being engaged with the right side of Max, you might solve it. Mm, so good. And as you were describing that, I thought that's exactly my goal as a parent. And you said you don't have to solve it. I actually want my kid to think that they can solve it themselves. Yes, right. 100%. I don't want you call. I mean, I kind of do want you calling me when you're 20. Please call me. <laughs> yeah. 20, please call us. Every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But I want, I want them calling to be like, listen to what I did. Listen yeah. to how I figured this oh, out. Oh, please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you bring up a great point, Joe. Like sitting with them in it and not fixing it for them makes them believe that they can fix it themselves. It's so, it's my goal, friends. It's the goal. Okay, so as I was thinking about this specific episode in the context of this season where we're talking about big feelings, it's kind of the culmination of we want episode one was like just sit with them and feel help them feel felt. Episode two was like window of tolerance. Consider how much we can handle and that in a in a pandemic, it's less. Yeah. Right. And that when people respond really big, maybe it's not about you as much as it is about their window. Right. And then this episode, we're, we're basically helping people understand when someone's in their right brain, meet them in their right brain. <laughs> Don't invite them into a place where they can't go, yeah. which is their left brain. And so I love this journey we've been on. And I thought we could end it by sort of playing a game. <laughs> Obviously. I love, I love games. Games are incredible. I love it's a game. <laughs> but, um, I wanted to give myself and our listeners some actual language. What do you say when this happens? What are some words we can kind of put in our back pocket for when things happen? And so I have a couple scenarios. And Joe, even though I know you know better, I want you to bring the logic. Bring the before we learned all this <laughs> yes. response. I'm okay. Excited. It's gonna be great. And then Margaret, mm-hmm. give us some words that we can say now that we know about window of tolerance and left brain, right brain, logic and feelings, give us some words that are helpful for the scenario. So scenario number one, I was just thinking like we tell our child to do something and they just come back at us with big voice yelling. Our child yells at us. Okay. And so Joe, bring the logic, bring the, the correct behavior coaching. Hey buddy, you cannot yell at me. All right. You got to respect me, and that is not going to be tolerated, okay? And those are true words. Yeah. That's actually great parenting. I was like, actually, Joe, that's (laughs) great. (laughs) But it's skipping over a few steps, right? Right, right. So, Margaret, our kid yells at us, give us us some words we could say that would be helpful. Yeah, so I think when one of my kids has an unexpected big response like that where they, like, yell back at me, my default is to definitely want to do that. Like, you will respect me. But um, I try instead to, wow. That seems like a very big response. It seems like you are extremely mad about that, or that seems really frustrating. Can you tell me what's going on? Or I'll like look at their face and just try to like, I'm just reading their face and giving it back to them. Mm. And then sometimes they will engage and sometimes they won't. Um, but I try to like save that kind of like coaching, unless 
unless our three-year-old is like throwing things, which has happened. Yeah, you got to keep the other kids safe. That's right. And so, and so in that moment, I will start with like, hey, it's okay that you're mad. I will not tolerate throwing. You cannot hurt yourself, others, and you can't break things. So I will mm-hmm. like grab her arm so that she can't continue. And then, mm-hmm. But with the bigger girls, I tried to like, wow, it just name and give back. Like this is a huge response. This is, wow, you seem really mad. Wow, you look really disappointed. You seem really angry with me. Can you say more about that? And sometimes they're like, blah, blah, blah. and then I try to give space, mm. give a little space. And when they can calm down or I'll be like, hey, let's practice our hot cocoa breaths or like, hey, you need to like take a lap outside and then come back and let's talk about this. Something to like, you know, or we'll be like, hey, what's four plus four? <laughs> you know, all those things that we've talked about. <laughs> but now our oldest Mom. one knows what we're doing. So she's like, no, I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, they catch on, when they catch on. <laughs> That's right. But um, yeah. So it's just trying to like give them back that response and. I know you, so I know what you're talking about when you say hot cocoa breaths, but I don't think we've talked (laughs) about that here. Tell us about hot cocoa breaths. Yes. So going back to what we were talking about last week with like trying to interrupt our big body response with breathing. So I'll have the girls picture that they're holding a huge cup of hot cocoa in front of them. Like I'll have their, put their hands up and they're um, taking a breath in to like smell the chocolate. I'm doing it. it, Right. And then cool it down cool the hot cocoa down and so we're just having so it's like a really <laughs> visual concrete thing yeah. for them to like put that breath towards so that they know like what they're doing but it um usually helps them calm down and it's cuter than saying take a deep breath right <laughs> it's just right. got a cocoa breath yeah yeah it could be like awkward i think as they get older when you like yell that and you're like in a public space Ruby, do your hot cocoa breath. <laughs> like, it's not going to fly. Right? No. Right? no. <laughs> Eloise on the soccer field, no. don't yell that. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But, yes. Okay. So I love that your response, Margaret, because uh, I I mentioned this in the last episode. I can get really hot really fast. Really hot. And so if my kid comes at me at hot, my initial reaction is to go back I'll go bigger than you yeah. even did. Meet it and top it. Yes. <laughs> and someone once Ooh, like literally said, just be the grown up. You're oh. the grown up. And so I love that you didn't meet their anger. You stayed you. Like, oh my. Oh my. Look at what's <laughs> yeah. happening here. Ooh. It was good. Very good reminder for us to, to be the grown up. Okay. Ready for scenario two? Yes. Yes. Okay. Scenario two, and this has never happened to me before ever. Oh, so good. I just made this up out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> My son, it's late at night. Yeah. I ask him to go to bed, and he shows up big because he thinks bedtimes are dumb and wants to stay up as late as he wants. Mm. Joe, tell the kid what is up. Hey, buddy, um, you have to actually go to bed right now because you got to get up for school in the morning, and this is not acceptable. So I don't care. Turn the video games off. Do that. You gotta go to bed right now. Do it. Do it and do it now. Make it happen. Right. Yes. Margaret. Tell okay. me what I should have done. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this never happened to me, I forgot. No, no, right. This never <laughs> happened to you. Um I think that's a tricky one because he's getting older, so he has some logic of his own that he could probably employ. Mm-hmm. I would get we guess in those moments. But um I think one thing, um, have we talked about Dr. Becky? On this podcast, we should talk Please about Please talk about Dr. Becky. Dr. Becky. She, <laughs> she is a doctor. Her name is Becky. <laughs> she has an Instagram account. <laughs> and she's like a uh, genius. And so one thing she talks about, which made me think, um, it's like when you're going to hold a boundary, like both things can be true. My kid will not like this, and I'm still going to hold the boundary. So mm-hmm. it's like, I know you don't like this. I know you don't agree with it. I'm the mom. I'm, the res- I'm responsible for making rules that are going to keep you healthy and safe. 
um, I totally get that you don't like it. I totally get that it seems babyish. Like acknowledging all the things that why, but to say like, this is still the rule and you still have to follow it. And I would hate for us to have to like start getting into consequences over something that you're totally able to do. Yeah. So let's move. Yeah, that's actually, I love that you're saying you're able to do this. Yeah. I like that. Um, Another thing that I have said in moments like that is I'm totally open to feedback about the rule Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yes. I'm not going to debate this with you at bedtime, but um, you have a voice in this family and in the way we do things. It's maybe not as (laughs) equal as my voice, but I would love to hear (laughs) what you have to say tomorrow after you go to bed and get the sleep you need. Yes. You know, it's good. Um, if you, if there's a rule that exists that you don't love, we could talk about it, but not when you're about to break the rule. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have a, I have a lawyer living at my house and she's six. And so I she, love six year old <laughs> lawyers. Ooh, she'll be like, why? And then, and so I'm, what I'm, one thing I'm learning is not to engage that. I don't have to totally explain it to you so that you understand it because you're dead set on not understanding. <laughs> Your whole goal is to be like, well, I don't, blah, blah, blah. it's just why, 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 why? And I'm like, you know what? But then I get really escalated. That's mm-hmm. when I get really hot because mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. Oh. And it's trying not to even go down that road and so that I can't get escalated into it and can't get like pulled in. It's, just it's like, a no. great point. And we can bring it back to the bedtime thing because we don't need to argue about how much sleep a 12-year-old needs so go moment. to bed. I'm not going to Google anything yeah, in this exact moment. I can, I can moment. see that happening. Like, <laughs> right? I, I technically only need four hours of sleep to be able to function properly. Yeah. It's like, Joe, Joe knows my child. <laughs> yeah, he just turned right I into think that noise. <laughs> oh, I'm like sweating now. <laughs> but um, actually, we want to remember where they are right now. And they're in their right brain with the emotions and say, like, I get it. You're getting older and you want more autonomy. Let's talk about that some more tomorrow Later. yeah yep. yeah yep. and acknowledge that that that's a real need going on right now yeah okay la- last scenario and i'm thinking for this scenario we're talking like two or three year olds little 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 guys yes um playing with some blocks making a tower and their i don't know six five <laughs> five-year-old six-year-old sibling comes up and wants to play too mm-hmm. and they lose their ever-loving mind mm-hmm. and they knock down the tower mm-hmm. you're not playing with me this has happened at my house what um, what what <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it's one of those things that is so irrational that it baffles me like it is the opposite of logic like someone wants to play with you you want to keep playing on your own instead of saying that in some way or compromising you're going to destroy your own thing why <laughs> no you're not playing they're not playing and it's ruined like oh that there's a me. lot of logic you had to Ooh. just get it out to Ooh. us yeah, yeah. 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 To you guys. i mean for sure like, and, and now you're screaming and you're crying and it's like now you're mad you've ruined something or you know and so i think in that moment uh it's like again acknowledging oh you seem really upset and uh so, like something happened in a way that you didn't want and so this when this happens, I try to, um, first of all, if she's still throwing or destroying things, I do remove her from the yeah. situation, like, right away. Yeah. Um, and we'll say, like, hey, I can't let you do anything that's going to hurt yourself, hurt others, destroy anything. Um, and then, but I try to stay with her. Uh, like, if I take her out of the room, I stay with her. And then when she's a little more calm, and then we'll talk about what happened. And even if it is more words than what she can understand at age three, like, even if it, I, we're practicing, we're practicing together, like, 
so um our one of our good friends september used to say i would i would be like I've already explained this to them. Why are they still doing this thing? Like, we already talked this through. And she would be like, oh, her kids are grown. It's all practice. It's all practice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to uh, take another lap around that probably. Or you're going to have to, like, you know, try it again. Try it again. Let them practice again in a different situation. And so I try to remember that in those moments where it's like, okay. Um, it's all even practice. If we're, even if we're talking over their head a little bit. Yeah, so we're just wanting to remind them. And then even trying to reengage the sibling to say, like oh and one thing i will have her do is put back the blocks like hey if you destroyed something you're actually responsible for um fixing it or cleaning it or like yeah you can't just like cause destruction and then have that be the thing like you have to re-engage in the like uh redeeming of that <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah we're just practicing it's so much practice and at that age it's so much irrationality yes right? like they're yeah. constantly just so. want to fix it with the logic but yeah yeah. But really, we're invited to meet them with right. what's going on inside their body. Yeah. And when we talked about tolerance, like little ones can't tolerate those huge feelings in their body. And right. so acknowledging it will help them feel that sense of like, OK, so I'm not crazy. This is an actual thing that happens in people's bodies. OK, well, I think this is really helpful, at least for me, to think through like apply, 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 apply mm-hmm. this. And um, on the Relate podcast, we give discussion questions so that they can engage and so that you can figure out what you thought about this conversation. But this is my podcast and I don't want to this time. (laughs) And so instead of ending this season and ending this episode with discussion questions, because I think the discussion questions we've used in episode one and episode two of this season are still helpful for this concept, I thought we could just encourage our listeners, encourage them in um, this season where they're meeting with, whether it's kids or people that have big emotions. And I think as we're talking a lot about parenting scenarios, um, there's never anything that feels more emotionally important to me than the way that I'm parenting. And sometimes when I hear advice or concepts, the first place I go is to shame. Hmm. You're like, oh, I didn't do that right. Like even when you were telling that story just now, Margaret, I went to like, when my kids were little, like things I did that I wish I hadn't done, like mm-hmm. leaving them in timeouts or whatever, because yeah. I've learned since then. And we started this season by saying it is never too late to learn more and then to be a parent that coaches through emotions or to be a friend that, that coaches through emotions. So I thought instead of discussion questions, mm-hmm. I'd love to just encourage our listeners. Yeah, I would say that I'm sure that there's people who are listening to this right now and they have lots of jobs, lots of things that they're carrying and, and navigating. But but really, if we think about it, the one job that we're supposed to have or that we need to do is to be who we're supposed to be. And even mm-hmm. farther than that, to be who God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, that will help us to be able to hopefully show up in the situations that we find ourselves in every single day the best way possible, whether that's Parrington or with your uh, coworkers or whoever it is in your life. And even if you do try that, you're going to mess up and you're not going to do it right and you're going to have to start over, but there's grace for that. And um, the reality is that we all are in that. And if everyone just has a little bit more grace for each other, I Mm -hmm. think that we can be in this together and we can do it as well as we possibly can. Mm. That's a gift, Joe. Um, 
be the most Joe that you can be. Yep. Be the most mm-hmm. Margaret that you can be. Yep. That that's feels it. doable. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that's all you have to do. And everything else will will work itself out because you're being who God created you to be. Mm, thanks. I mean, absolutely. And I think just an idea of holding hands with that of like this is so hard. And I think most people are doing the very best that they can. And so one phrase that we just keep saying in our family, and hopefully this could be uh, a good blessing to anyone listening, is just the phrase, of course. Yes, this is hard. Of course. I'm struggling with this. Of course, of course, of course. Whether it's like referencing some, referencing something from your past or whether it's referencing something about e-learning or whatever it is, it's like, yes, of course. That makes sense. And I think that as we practice saying that to each other and to ourselves, um, it kind of gives you that grace that you're talking about to go like, yeah, it's okay and it makes sense. Yeah, it's good. And I, I'm not crazy, right? Yeah. What I'm experiencing isn't crazy. Of yes. course, that's how you feel. Yeah. I love that, Margaret. Thanks. So good. Encourages me in this moment even. And then I just thought I'd share um, the scripture that I literally wake up thinking about. Um, I think about the scripture through the day. It has been kind of a sustaining, um, it has been sustaining me in this season um, because I do kind of feel like everything that's going on could consume me. Mm-hmm. And that's how this starts. It's Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. And I just love this passage because it talks about being consumed. And I I would say in my worst moments, I feel like maybe that's what's about to happen. But because of God's great love, I am not consumed. And then I wake up every morning with new grace from him and new portion for the day. Like, amen. That helps me to feel as most Casey as I can be because I don't have to muster it for myself. God, because of God's great love, I'm not consumed and I have what I need. So that's awesome. let me just encourage our listeners that God's mercies are new every day morning every time you wake up there's enough mercy for our day so we thank you for joining us for this season of the relate podcast and we just encourage you to stay curious about the way you relate to yourself to god and to others